You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Chapter 3. Uh, Exodus 3. In your, in your book, uh, in front of you, you should be at page 22 and 23. In your lesson book, Freedom from Bondage book, you should be in page 22 and 23. And then in your Bible is Exodus 3. Exodus chapter 3, we're going to read um, verse 1 through 6 and then uh, 13 and 14. Yes, ma'am. Yep, we did. Mm -hmm. So we're skipping the daily ones. You go to page 22 and 23. Correct. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Sorry. The, uh, that's, uh, there's daily devotionals um, that you go through, excuse me, daily, I guess, and, uh, and that is on those other pages, I guess. Yeah? Uh, Exodus 3, uh, 1 through 6, the Word of God says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Herod. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when Moses saw, and when the Lord saw that he turned Aside to see, God called out in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes off thy feet, for the place where thereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto a a good land, and, and a large unto the land flowing with milk and honey, Unto the place of Canaanites and Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hephthites and Jebusites. All right, I think we'll stop there and then go to verse um, 13. Uh, yeah, 13. Go to verse 13. So Exodus 3 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you, what shall I? 
what and they shall say to me, sorry, what is thy name? What is his name? And shall I say, and what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he and he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. We'll stop right there and, and let just give me a, a second to get situated. Whew, I have a, a lot going on up here. <laughs> there we go. I have my notes, I have the book's notes, I have pastor's notes, I have notes. I'm just kidding. All right. Anyway, uh, in uh, introduction, uh, I praise the Lord that God uses us even though that he doesn't have to. Uh, and this, what we read here is uh, Moses really being called, being called out uh, in, a, in a single moment, a single time uh, in, in history or moment when uh, God called Moses specifically and said, hey, I want to use you. Uh, I've got some big plans for you. And uh, remember, and I hope I'm not getting past myself, but remember this is uh, after some things have happened that we're going to look at today. This is after uh, Moses uh, killed someone. Uh, and we'll, we'll look at that and what, what happened there. And, uh, but God is in the, in the, in the business of, of using us, of using people. And I just praise the Lord for that. And uh, I thank God that he uses me in, in the uh, best capacity that I can. I praise the Lord that he uses us uh, to, to reach people, and he uses us uh, as, as a church. And um, all right, so back to my notes. Uh, we're going to, let's review last week a little bit. So what, uh, what was last week? Um, somebody say, what, what did we talk about last week? Just very quickly. Correct, the Israelites going into slavery. And then we saw somebody be born. Moses. Moses was born, and uh, they put Moses in the river. The what river was it? The Nile River. Um, crocodiles and sharks. I'm gonna say sharks. I'm gonna go with it. Sharks. But anyway, <laughs> uh, put Moses in the river. That's what we learned uh, last week, and we learned how God saw His people in the captivity we learned how we got there god saw his people in captivity and then god <coughs> excuse me and then god uh uh created a a, a servant a, a man to help lead his people out of captivity and moses was born so um in exodus 3 we don't find moses in egypt but hiding in mount sinai uh, in the desert and you, in this picture, in this moment of time, in this snapshot, you see, this is someone that, not someone God can use. You know, this is like, he's on the outskirts of town. He's not in it, you know, and, and, and this, you know, it's not really someone that God would really pull out to do something with. And, uh, but Moses decided not to remain. So I'm going a little bit of, of how did we get here? How did we get in the mountain? How did we get in Sinai? That's what I'm going. And uh, Moses decided not to remain in Pharaoh's house, although he could have. And I thought about that for a little bit. That 
you know, Pharaoh was the king of all of the world. Uh, a lot of money, a lot of riches. Moses would have been really, really well off for the rest of his life. He could have been fat. He could have just done whatever he wanted, all the money, uh, all the power of Pharaoh's power. And, and Moses didn't go that direction. He was not interested in that direction. And um, he decided uh, not to include himself with Pharaoh. Uh, Hebrews 11, 24, and 25. Uh, we'll get Nathan on that. Hebrews 11, 24, and 25. Uh, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And uh, what a great example that is. And, and I'm not going to dive deeply into that. What a great example of that is, of, of the choice of a lot of riches or the choice of being with God's people. And uh, Moses chose God's people. So um, Moses could have blended in with the culture and the riches of Pharaoh, but he chose not to. Uh, and how did we get here? Go to Exodus 2, 11 and 12. This is Exodus 2, 11 and 12. So we're going to find out what happened. What, what happened? And this is when uh, Moses kills someone. Whoa, what happened? And it came to pass in those days, this is Exodus 2, 11 and 12. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren, so his brothers, his, you know, Hebrew people, and uh, Israelites, and looked on their burdens. And he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. Uh, he saw the affliction, and he saw the, the hard times that uh, his people were going through, and he didn't relate himself with Pharaoh and with the Egyptian. Uh, he related himself with the Israelites, and he saw this bad thing happen, and uh, he was angry, uh, upset. And I don't, I don't know if this needs to be discussed or not, but I'm curious if uh, Moses had an anger problem. Because uh, uh, this case and smiting a rock, and you, know, you can see some other things. I wonder if Moses uh, had a problem with rage and anger, getting angry quickly, uh, and things escalating quickly. And uh, so Moses sees this happen, and he kills this guy. And then Exodus 2.15, Exodus 2.15. Uh, now when Pharaoh heard this thing of what just happened, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. So that's how we got to this place. Moses slew this guy, and then Moses ran for his life. And he ran out of town, and he ran to Midian, and that's where he meets his wife and his, uh, his um, uh, family, his, uh, his wife and, and father-in-law and, and uh, brothers and sisters, so on. Uh, he meets them. He gets married out there. And then, uh, yes, yes, yes. While, while Moses was in the desert, the Israelites cry out in bondage, and God hears them. Exodus 2.23 uh, Exodus 2.23, you are, you are still in, in Exodus 2, Exodus 2.23, 2, 
And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. So the Pharaoh died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried. And their cry came up unto God, uh, came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and with Jacob. Uh, we see that God hears the cries of his people. And uh, there are some times uh, when you're going through uh, your struggle or your trial, it's like, uh, hello, God, like, are you not seeing this? Are you not seeing what's going on? And God acknowledges in his word, I am seeing what's happening. You are not alone in this. I, I got you. And although God hasn't intervened in this time, he is still not, he's not distant. He, he doesn't have his back turned toward his people. He's still watching and he's still seeing what's going on. And, uh, and today, if we are in a struggle, if we're in bondage, if we're in trouble, and if we have problems going on, and well, I don't know what to do, and why isn't God just intervening? Uh, God, is, God is there. God is watching uh, and and uh, God has his perfect timing, too. And I've seen that in my life when there's been times I'm like, oh, hello, God, like, is it time that you step in here? And uh, but God comes in in the perfect timing. That's so much better than the timing that I would have wanted. <laughs> so uh, we see that God hears the cries of his people, but uh, to be delivered. But the deliverer is in the desert. And we know that Moses uh, deliver the, uh, uh, the Israelites. The, but uh, then it changes. It says, no, God is the deliverer, but he chooses, he still chooses Moses, someone who blew his first opportunity, someone who made a big mistake. He killed someone. He murdered someone, okay? That's, that's a problem. And, uh, and he, he blew it a shot, an opportunity. And, and then... Um, but God still chose to call Moses, and then that's where we are at the burning bush. Um, and right here, I, I just see that God gives uh, second chances to his people. Uh, Exodus 3 is the God of a second chance. Number one, the communication of God. If you want to write that down, number one, the communication of God. Exodus 3, 1 and 2. Exodus 3, 1 and 2. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Uh, now, 1A, a manifestation. There we go. And uh, I now, <laughs> this week, I'm trying to learn, like, hey, what can I do better every week? It's, uh, it's on the slides. We, I <laughs> wrote down <laughs> the communication of God is number one in letter A, a manifestation. Letter A, a manifestation. Uh, question, I have a question uh, if we want to discuss. Um, who is the angel of the Lord? Uh, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Moses. Um, and what's this, and who is this? 
It is Jesus. And But why do you say that? Um, I'll go with Danny. Danny, why do you say that that's Jesus? Correct. That's correct, yes. Um, the angel of the Lord refers to a theop- theophany, theophany or a Christophany, a physical appearance of Jesus uh, prior to his earthly ministry, and this was Jesus himself. So you might ask yourself, uh, what was Jesus doing in the Old Testament? Uh, because uh, he existed, but uh, he wasn't born as a man yet. Uh, what was he doing? Well, uh, he still had uh, things to do, and, and, and what this might show you is God is uh, interested in his people and, and never distant, uh, never, well, good luck with that. And sometimes, again, you might go back about two minutes of like, God, hello, do you see what's going on? See, I got a problem. Uh, then uh, Jesus comes in uh, to Moses. Jesus comes in to Moses to say, hey, Moses, Moses, uh, I'm here, and, and I'm, I'm watching. I know what's going on. I heard the cries of my people, and I'm going to send you this great um, to, to deliver my people. I train you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Atreyu is saying that I have to repeat. Uh, Atreyu is saying that um, Jesus Christ is the messenger, and that Jesus Christ is uh, the Word of God, and and the I am that is relaying the message to Moses, uh, the messenger. And I I love that. I completely agree. Um, God doesn't deal with his creation from a distance, but is personal and in touch. Um, why did God choose a burning bush? And I'll continue. It showed God's power and glory in a display of his attributes. Go to Psalm uh, 77, 13. Nathan, Psalm 77, 13. Uh, it says, Thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary, who is who is so great <clears throat> as our God? Thou art the God that doesn't that doesn't wonders. Doest, excuse me. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among thy people. Uh, God was showing uh, His power and His might through this burning bush that was not consumed. Uh, when God manifests His presence in a special way, it's not to draw attention to the sign. Uh, not to draw attention to the sign or to the miracle, but to draw attention to the message of what is being portrayed. When God does a work in our lives, the focus is not the miracle or the focus is not the blessing, but the focus is uh, what God had to say or what God did. And uh, I remember, I, I don't know why sometimes you remember things and you don't remember things. Uh, Pastor Spencer said, um, you thank God for, for being God, but not the, not the, excuse me, uh, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> it's, uh, it was, um, thank you for the, for the, thank the blesser, not the blessing. 
there it was. Uh, you thank the blesser, God. I thank God. Uh, but, but yes, thank you for the blessing, but, but I thank God for what he does and what he continually does. That's what he, that's what he meant to say. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Excuse me. So um, we thank God for not for the burning bush, but for the message and for relaying and for interrupting Moses uh, and, and calling out Moses. So uh, letter B, a message. Uh, letter B, a message. There, it's on the screen. Uh, letter B, a message. Ex- Exodus 3, uh, 3 and 4. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called out to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. After God had called Moses' attention, he revealed two of his attributes and characteristics. So you can say attributes, characteristics uh, to Moses. And uh, one of them was his holiness. Uh, Exodus 3, 5. He said, and he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moses was in the presence of God, and this was not to be taken lightly. Uh, And today, when we worship, and we are reflecting, when we worship, we are reflecting uh, the holiness of God. And sometimes, uh, I've, you know, I've struggled with getting into just a repetitious uh, Sunday, uh, we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that, we sit, we stand, we sing, we sit, and we go home, and we eat lunch, and, uh, and I've, I've fallen into that trap for far too long, and probably years, where I, sometimes I always need to remember and reflect, man, the holiness of God uh, is in this place. I, I want the holiness of God, uh, when we're singing our songs, when we're singing our songs, and when we're singing our songs uh, in the hymn, we're not, we're not filling time. The holiness of God is in this place. And when pastor preaches, yes, he has, he has a word. He is opening up the word of God and he's saying the words of I am. The holiness of God is in this place. The holiness of God is in this Bible all through it. So every now and then I need to just, just remember I'm just not here to fill a spot and here to you know, gain and take in and take in and take in. Uh, Every now and then you need to think, wow, the holiness of God is in this place and through this place. Uh, Second, first there is his holiness and second, his immutability. Uh, Immutability, you'll know what I mean. This means God never changes and he speaks of his unchanging nature. Exodus 3, 6. Exodus 3, 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Uh, excuse me. Yes, he, he doesn't change. He reminds Moses, I'm the same God of, of your forefathers. And I'm sure, um, and I'm sure that uh, Moses knew exactly who he was talking about. Uh, I'm sure that the children of Israel, the people of Israel, uh, knew their history, knew their culture, knew what they were all about. Even though they were captive in Egypt, they knew um, Isaac. They knew Abraham. They knew the stories. They knew the, the, 
the traditions, uh, and they knew uh, Jacob. They knew that what was going on, and he said, hey, I'm the same God of those people. I'm the same God of those uh, great, mighty, awesome uh, men, and the great stories that are told and the great traditions that are passed down from generation to generation, I'm that same God. That's who I am. Uh, and we see that God doesn't change. Hebrews 13, 8. Uh, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> the, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are unworthy to approach God, but yet He calls us to Him. Because the blood was shed, we can place our, and we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we have direct access to the Father. He is the God of... So I, I, I just wrote down a little review. He's the God of second chances, and He wants to communicate with us. He's, he's the God of second chances, and, and I've, I have failed, and I've done some wrong things, and so did Moses. And, and then God still wants to communicate with me, and God still chose to communicate with Moses. And uh, sometimes we can be our worst enemies of like, well, uh, you don't know what I've done, and you don't know uh, what's going on in my situation. And, and I, loved, I loved hearing my pastor's uh, um, testimony, and he had earrings, and oh, he could never be used for God. Uh, you need to talk to someone else. You need some other pastor needs to be like, not Jesse Haley. And I've thought of myself uh, the same. Like, oh, no, not me. You need to talk to the guy down the, the, down the other side of the pew. Not me. Uh, and, and, but you don't know what I've done, and, and God still chooses that he's the God of a second chance, and, and we've never gone too far or done so much wrong that God can't fix us and help us. And then secondly, um, he still chooses to communicate with us. So we have, uh, number one, the communication of God, and number two, the compassion of God. Uh, Nathan, the communication of God, thank you, and the compassion uh, this is one and two. The compassion of God. Exodus 3, 7. Exodus 3, 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. When God revealed his compassion, he revealed two more attributes. He revealed two more things about him. Uh, he is omniscient. He is omniscient. Does somebody want to say, uh, so yes, that's letter A. So we have one, two, and A on the screen. Uh, does somebody want to say, what does that mean, omniscient? Omniscient. All-knowing. That is correct. All-knowing. Omni uh, means all, and shint, the, the last uh, word, the last little word, uh, means to know, and thus, so omni, all, shint, know, uh, thus to know everything, omniscient. Uh, sometimes we may think that God is unaware of our needs. And maybe in the slavery, and, and I, I added this part that was not in our book, maybe in the slavery of Israel, Israel thought that God left them. Israel thought that God turned their back and, and that he was gone. And the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob is just, well, he's, he's gone. He's, he's not with us anymore. We're in Egypt. We're in slavery. He doesn't, does he know what's going on? Does he know this thing? 
And, uh, but God says to Moses, I have seen my people. I know what's going on. I'm all knowing. I know what's going on. I've seen my people. I've seen the affliction. God knows your trial and your pain, and he knows what your need is, and he hears your cries. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. Job 23, verse 10. Job 23, 10. He knoweth the way I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. God sees you. God sees uh, what's going on. And we are tempted to believe that prayer is a waste of time. And we're tempted to believe that God doesn't hear us. And, or uh, if an immediate response isn't had, then, then God just isn't with us. Uh, but, but this is not the case. This is not the case as, as we see with Israel and with Moses. And uh, this was in our book, uh, Delays Are Not Denials. You can write that down. I think that was important to me. Delays are not denials. Well, God, does God see what's going on? Hello? Just, just because there's a delay uh, with God's perfect timing, yeah. <clears throat> that, that doesn't mean that he has his back turned, or that doesn't mean that he doesn't see or know or hear your cry. He most certainly does see, he knows, and he hears you. Amen. And that's that is such a comforting feeling today. And uh, in I that was just a great golden nugget. Uh, one more time. Delays are not denials. He's always listening and God understands and sees and hears our prayers. Hebrews 4, uh, 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. <clears throat> For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Uh, we can come boldly to God. And, and in Hebrews, he says, I don't need to go to a high priest to, to pray for me. I can go myself. Um, I don't need to... Uh, go to uh, confession. Uh, I can go myself. I can reach God myself because of what Jesus Christ accomplished uh, on the cross. And, uh, and God wants to hear us and, and God hears our cries. So God told Moses, I hear you and I care and I'm going to deliver them. God has done the same with us. When he came to save us from the bondage of our sin, uh, del the deliverance isn't temporal, but it is eternal. Uh, when God delivered us from our sin, our deliverance is not temporal, but it is eternal. God didn't break, God, excuse me, God did not promise to bring them part way out of Egypt, or some way out of Egypt, or half of you out of Egypt, but all of the way, all of all of the distance. Uh, out of, the, out of Egypt, but all of the way to Canaan land. So uh, then, number one, the, com the communication of God. Uh, number two, the compassion. Uh, yes, he is omniscient and he is omnipotent. And then go to the next one, Nathan. That's not a, that's not a Bible verse. That's it. The commission of God. Uh, the communication, the compassion. <clears throat> and I think this is finally the commission 
the commission of God. This is God's plan. So uh, did everybody get the, get the uh, attributes? He is uh, omnipotent and omniscient. He is omnipotent and omniscient. And that was letter A and B. There you go. I, don't, I, I want to go fast, but I don't want to go too fast. Uh, he is omniscient and he is omnipotent. That's A and B. And then number three, Nathan, you are great. The commission of God. The commission of God is number three. I couldn't do everything and then do the clicker too. So I uh, thank you for Nathan. Uh, this is God's plan. Uh, that, uh, this is God's plan. That might be letter A. Yes, it is. Uh, this is God's plan. Letter A, Exodus 3.10. Exodus 3.10. Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. This is God's plan. This is the, what we're going to accomplish. God uses surrendered people. And I do believe, uh, do you, would you agree with me? Uh, I think Moses was surprised at this calling. Uh, would you agree with that? That suddenly there's a bush burning, and suddenly there's a voice coming from it, and say, hey, I am the all-knowing God. I am the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I want you to deliver my people out of Egypt. I'm sure uh, Moses was shocked. Moses was like, are you talking to some, are you, talk, you talking to me? You talking to me? This is crazy. And uh, this, this, happens, uh, this happens with us, too. It's like, hey, there's, this, there's a need in our church. God says, hey, God puts a burden in your heart to fill that need. Me? And sometimes that burden might even be burning. A burning burden to fill a need in our church. Uh, well, me? Shouldn't you be talking to someone else? Don't you know what I've done? I murdered someone and buried them in the sand. <laughs> you should go talk to someone else. Like, and then we can insert the bad things that we've done or, you know, whatever you'd like. You know, don't you know, God, about this thing? I think you should talk to someone else. But God, God, still, uses, <clears throat> God still uses us, uh, broken vessels, and, and use us to, to do his work. <clears throat> uh, God uses surrendered people. And let's go to John twenty twenty one. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, so send I you. And there's, there's your commission. There's your uh, burning bush. Uh, God has sent us. God has, has saved us and, and cleansed us and, and does a work within us. And now my Father has sent me, which is Jesus, and now I'm sending you. Now I'm sending you to do uh, this work. And, and this is our, the New Testament burning bush. If I can say that, this is the New Testament burning bush. I'm sending you. Um, so uh, God doesn't call the, the qualified, but he qualifies the called. And God doesn't call the qualified. Somebody who thinks, well, well it's, obviously it's me. I mean, hello, I see how great I am. Uh, God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. You do not have to wait any time to go through training or to gain, uh, to go through training to gain Bible knowledge, 
to go soul winning, to tithe, and to serve. God will enable you uh, if you respond with, Here am I, Lord, uh, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. And oftentimes I feel like we're not, uh, if I could give my opinion, I guess, I feel like we're not on the, the super prideful side. We're on the, well, I'm inadequate side. Well, you should go talk to someone else. I, I feel like the, ma- the majority of people are on that other side. And uh, <clears throat> please remember that, that God equips us to do the work that he wants us to do. And oftentimes it's like, well, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. Uh, I, I still think that you should talk to the other person down the pew. But all right, well, if you're going to use me, I guess you're going to have to do something great. And God is like, well, well yeah, I'm going to do something great. Uh, okay. And, and then God does that great thing through you. So um, oftentimes we feel inadequate. And uh, uh, I, I praise the Lord. I, I thought about a, a, just a short example um, Blake is in the teen class out there, and Blake has has not uh, Blake has not been saved for a long time. But no one no one asked him to do this. But he would get Bibles and highlight and circle verses and go through Bibles, uh, brand new Bibles, go through them and say, "Hey, these are some verses. If if a new Christian should know some verses, these are some verses some new Christians should know." And then when he was done, he, would, he might sign his name in the Bible or he might sign his favorite verse in the front cover. So when people come to our church, visitors, or people get saved or new Christians, then we're going to hand him a, a Blake Bible. They say, hey, there's a guy in our church, a teenager. Nobody asked him to do this. And yeah, he might feel inadequate. He might say, well, God, I mean, I've been saved for six months, eight months. 10 months, and uh, I think you should go ask someone else. <clears throat> but God is using this young man uh, just in this short little ministry that might seem a little inadequate or, or um, uh, unimportant. Oh, but, but I'm excited that when we have a, a, a young, excuse me, a, a new person or Easter's coming, I say, hey, I got a special Bible for you. Guess what? We already did the work. <laughs> We already did the work for you. We we circled verses. We highlighted things. We got stuff ready for you. And this is a Blake Bible. And uh, I praise the Lord for that ministry. And what I'm saying is um, we also feel a little inadequate or you should go talk to someone else. But God still uses us. And God uses us right where we are. I praise the Lord for that. So we'll continue. Um, God will enable you if you respond with, here am I, Lord, send me. Uh, Moses' plea, so there was God's plan, Moses' plea. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, Moses struggled with great inad- <clears throat> inadequacy in Exodus 3.11. Exodus 3.11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? Who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Past failures haunt our memories. And, and, and I've struggled with that, although, although my sins are forgiven. I have not forgotten what I've done and, all, all, and the hurt I've caused or, or something like that. Although uh, my sins are forgiven, I have not forgotten. And we feel that God is making a mistake. But don't focus on, get this please, don't focus on who am I? But focus on, but who is God? 
Who is God? Who am I? You see Moses' response? Moses said unto God, who am I? Who am I? Why are, you, why are you talking to me? And God says, no, no, no. Look at me. Who am I? I am the I am. I am. That's who I am. And I can, I can uh, make a perfect work through you, Moses. Don't focus on who am I, but focus on who is God. And the Lord can do whatever he wants through whatever he chooses. God can do whatever he wants uh, with whatever he chooses, and God can do what he wants uh, with you. Uh, Moses' next question uh, was what to say. <laughs> so first of all, who am I? And then second, uh, what do I say? Uh, Exodus three thirteen and 14. Moses said unto God, well, first he said, who am I? Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and I say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Moses was to tell Israel who God was, and the character was found in this name, I am. I am speaks of his uh, eternality. Did I say that right? Eternality? Thank you. Eter yeah, I'm going to move. Timelessness. Timelessness and self-existence. It also speaks of God's efficiency. Moses is not going on Moses' power. I am sent me. Not me. I didn't send myself. And I'm not speaking unto you. And I'm not speaking unto Pharaoh. And I'm not speaking unto the children of Israel, the many uh, millions of people, just Moses. But I'm speaking of I am. Which goes back to what Atreyu said. I'm speaking the, the Bible, the words of Jesus. I am speaking. And, uh, you know, hey, it's no different today. Today at 1120, pastor is going to preach and he's speaking the words of I am. He's speaking those words of those holy words of when uh, the Holy Spirit uh, is currently entering this place and working in our hearts. He's speaking it in the words of I am. <clears throat> Moses was not, Moses was to tell Israel who God was and that character, his timelessness, self-existence, and his sufficiency. When God gives us a, t a commission to serve him, it's not about you or if you're able to do it, but it's all about our sufficient, eternal God, I am. It's all about him. And then God's promise. Uh, yeah, three. So we have uh, number three, the commission of God. A, God's plan. B, Moses' plea. <clears throat> and C, God's promise. That's on the screen. God's promise. This is, uh, this is lastly, Exodus 3.12. Exodus 3.12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. That's a promise. Certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. You'll come back to this mountain. All of Egypt, all of the uh, Israelites out of Egypt, all of you will come back to this mountain. And keep in mind again, this was millions of people. Millions of people. 
Well, I'll come back to this mountain where I talk to you with this burning bush and uh, you'll worship me here. Certainly, I'll be with you. Uh, that's, a, that's a God's promise. I'm not alone. Uh, and uh, the greatest power to encourage the believer is God's presence. And it was his first promise to Moses. Promise number one, I'm calling you. I'm calling you out. I know all things. I'm all powerful. I'm the all I am. The I am. I'm sufficient. And you are not alone in this. I'm with you. You are not alone in this. I'm with you. Um, I need to finish quickly. When God commissioned Moses, he also assured him. I praise the Lord for that, by the way. When God commissioned Moses and sent him out and said, all right, I have a work for you to do. I need you to do something. Uh, you know, just a little something. Get my people out of bondage. Whoa, that's a big something. He called him and then uh, he gave him the, the power to do that. The, uh, he assured him that, that he wasn't doing this alone, but he's doing it with the power of I am. If Moses would obey God, uh, God would take care of the rest. Moses would obey God. God would take care of the rest. In conclusion, uh, God, is not, God is the God <clears throat> of a second chance. And you just, this might be just a little review. God's the God of a second chance. Remember what Moses did? I remember what I've done. I remember the hurt I've caused. But God's the God of a second chance. And no, you are not too far gone. You have not done something where God cannot reach you anymore or not use you anymore. Mm-mm. God's the God of a second chance. Remember, so that's, that's first. Second, remember when, <clears throat> when worshiping that we are engulfed with God's holiness. I want to be engulfed in God's holiness this morning. Uh, we're going to sing some hymns, and we're going to uh, sing about God's holiness and, and this great attribute that he has. May this church today, in the worship hour, be filled with God's holiness. That's number two. Number three, God calls you to himself, and he understands your needs. He understands your problems, your struggles, and he understands your inadequacies. He understands that oh, I'm not the best for this job. Okay, I'm still calling you to do it. God knows that. God knows that. And uh, uh, listen to him and let him send you and use you to spread his message. Uh, Here am I, Lord, send me. Um, So send I you. Jesus was called and Jesus said, I've been sent by my Father and now I'm sending you to do my work and to spread my message. The God of Moses is the same God today. And, and, and that's no different than what God told Moses. He said, hey, I'm the same God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's me. And today, for, for Elk Point Baptist Church, God is the same God of Moses. The same God that called Moses this inadequate man who made a lot of mistakes is the same God that called me. Uh, we we're we're worship the same God this morning. <clears throat> He is the I am who never leaves us or forsakes us. He will bring you out of the bondage and use your life to honor for his honor and glory. Uh, If you're in bondage this morning, a bondage to sin or bondage to trouble, bondage to anxiety, bondage to depression, uh, bondage to um, addictions, and the list can go on and on. Uh, what we read today, 
God calls us out. He knows our mistakes, knows all things, and uh, he can help us and wants to cleanse us and change us uh, to something that can be used for his glory. Uh, we have to finish quickly. Any comments or questions? Comments or questions? I am sorry I totally skipped the discussion points. I just saw them. I'm sorry about that. Atreus. 